Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mom and Dad are Fighting is sponsored by Gemvara. Turn old jewelry or a loose gemstone into a new design setting you'll love. Choose from a variety of beautiful designs or customize your own. Right now, get 15% off the Stone Reset of your choice at stonereset.com slash momanddad. That's stonereset.com slash momanddad. And by Little Passports. Keep your kids busy this summer with Little Passports, the award-winning subscription for kids. Right now, Mom and Dad are fighting listeners can save 40% on their first month today with promo code MOMANDDAD40. Learn more at littlepassports.com slash momanddad. And by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Casper mattresses come with free delivery and returns within a 100-day period. And get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash momanddad and using the promo code MOMANDDAD. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello, and welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, June 18th, the Live from Durham edition. I'm Allison Benedict, an editor at Slate and the mom of Harry Six, Sam Four, and Wally Two. And I'm Dan Coyce. I'm also an editor at Slate. I'm the dad of Harper, who is seven, and Lyra, who is ten. On today's show, we'll talk to Merge Records co-founder, Super Chunk Importostatic frontman, Durham celebrity, and dad about town, Mac McCann, about indie rock fatherhood. Then a special Father's Day quiz. Dan and Mac will go head-to-head, dad-to-dad, in a lightning round of dad-themed questions. Also, Mac will play from his new solo album, Non-Believers. We'll have parenting triumphs and fails, take questions from the audience, and crowdsource a very special playlist. And for our Slate Plus segment, Mac will play some of his kids' favorite songs. But before we get to that, Dan, do we have any announcements? We do. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, If you are a fan of Slate Podcasts, please consider joining Slate Plus. You get bonus segments of the podcasts you love, plus special members-only shows, like our new History of American Slavery. Uh, It's a Slate Academy with Jamel Bowie and Rebecca Onion. It is the story of America's foundational institution as told through the lives of nine enslaved people. It is really amazing, and it is only for Slate Plus members. So please consider joining. Go to slate.com slash academy to listen to a sample episode and sign up. Your first two weeks are free. All right, so our amazing special guest tonight is a dad of two. Those two may be in the room right now. Uh, He is also a prominent local businessman in Durham. Uh, He is the co-founder of the record label Merge. Uh, Also, he is in Super Chunk. uh, And he just released his first solo album, Non-Believers, which is great. Please welcome Mac McCann. Thank you. Mac, thank you for joining us. Please tell us your children's names and ages. Arthur is seven years old and Una is... 11 years old. Good job. You nailed that. Clap for Arthur and Una. (laughs) 
Okay, on to triumphs and fails. We're going to get right into it. Each episode, Dan and I reveal a glorious parenting triumph or a horrifying parenting fail. And this week, Mac is going to join us. So, Mac, what do you have? I guess my, uh, my parenting fail is a fail that happens semi-regularly over and over again. And it's, uh, it often happens in the morning when everyone is maybe not at their best. And as the grumpiness builds throughout the uh, getting ready to leave for school, uh, when we finally get in the car, I end up, I think the term of art is losing my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then afterwards, I'm like, you know, what? there was no point to it. It didn't help anything. Nobody learned anything. And I just <laughs> demonstrated what it's like when... 47-year-old person screams at a 7-year-old and an 11-year-old. Yeah. I mean, so do you feel like that this is, that the problem is the mornings or being trapped in the car after the morning or what, like, what causes this in the end? Is it your kid's fault? It's probably your kid's fault. (laughs) Well, I mean, they started it. (laughs) That much is clear. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I think it is just the being trapped in the in the small space and they're kind of fucking with, it, with each other in the back seat and I can't actually turn around and do anything about it because I'm driving and then I just, you know. Yeah, we've talked about we've talked about mornings a lot on the show and mornings are basically impossible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone gets through mornings. As are nights. As are nights. Also, <laughs> daytimes, daytimes are the worst. <laughs> That's a good fail. That's a good fail. Thank you, Mac. Excellent. Allison, what about you? Okay, I also have a fail this week. It's a pretty textbook fail. I believe there are, like, chapters about this in parenting books. Uh, So the little background is we live in a row of houses in Brooklyn for one more month until we am dragged off to New Jersey to live in the suburbs. So we live in a row of houses in Brooklyn, and we all share this back alley that we call the backyard, which is really just, like, the driveway, and the kids play out there, and it's great. Yeah, that sounds great. I see why you wouldn't want to move. Uh, So this actually happened yesterday. Yesterday, the big news in the neighborhood was that one of the neighbors was going to have a movie screening last night. He had a projector. He was going to put up a big screen with a frame, and the kids were going to watch The the Incredibles. So that was great. Everyone was really excited. We were outside playing leading up to this, and Sam, my four-year-old, was acting out. He kept rubbing. He was eating pickles. He kept rubbing his pickle on people. It was just just a pickle. And I kept hearing kids say, Sam's rubbing his pickle on me. Or, or Sam, you know, Sam spit out his pita chip on my lap. Or Sam this or Sam that. So we had Sam go inside, just chill out. He came back out and it continued. He threw a rock that may or may not have been aimed at another kid, but landed close to a kid. So we said, all right, no movie, Sam. You're going inside. Bring Sam inside. Bring Wally, the two-year-old, inside. Harry stays out for the movie. We do, I do baths. Everything's fine. And then Sam's kind of like watching out the window as everything's getting started and talking to all the kids out the window. Like, hey, Harry, did the movie start? Hey, you know, Wes, are there s'mores? Like, he just... So then John came in, my husband John came in and said, maybe we should... What do you think about letting Sam come out and watch the movie? And I was like, all right, let's just do it. So he went out and he watched the movie and he had s'mores and he stayed up until 11. He had a great time and he learned a very valuable lesson. (laughs) Which is there are no consequences to his actions. It's a good. That is a textbook yeah. fail. Good job. The way that it was a triumph, the small silver lining is that yeah. John and I were a united front. <laughs> you failed together. It, yes, it's a failum. <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, I also have a fail. I actually have two fails. I'm going to present them in the form of two short plays. How highly unusual, Dan usually has triumphs. Here are your scripts. Um, okay, so these uh, fails took place um, last weekend. Harper and I went to Charleston. Harper, my younger da- daughter, and I went to Charleston just for just the two of us for a daddy-daughter trip. It was very fun, um, but there were a number of fails. I mean, I was alone with a kid for like three days. There were a number of fails. Um, and so the first one happened on the way, or the first one I'm going to talk about today happened on the way to the airport uh, on our last day there. In this short play, Allison, you will play Harper. Um, Mac, you will play me, Dan Coyce. I will play um, a hipster Charleston cabbie. <laughs> uh, so we're in the cab and we hear. Harper, this is Billie Holiday. She was a very famous singer. Doesn't she have a beautiful voice? Lady Day! <laughs> is she dead? Yes, she died a long time ago. She was famous in the 1950s. Like when Kiki and Sir were kids? Yes. 
How did she die? I'm not sure exactly. Drugs. <laughs> Heroin. Oh, uh, drugs. What does that mean? Well, it's like, you know, you take medicine to help uh, make you better. Well, drugs also affect your body, but in a bad way. And if you take too many of them, you can die. Is it like smoking? Kind of, yeah. It's addictive, like smoking. She didn't smoke, though. She was shooting up. Uh, she used drugs, and it really hurt her body. Why did she do that if she knew it was bad for her? Because it was addictive? Because sometimes drugs feel better than your husband hitting you. And then we got to the airport, and that was the end. (laughs) But the fail was that I did not somehow cut off this insane conversation. At any point, I I wasn't like, Harper, what was your favorite part about Charleston? I was looking at my phone for most of it. Uh, Okay, so here's play number two, which uh, happened in in the security line at the Charleston airport. I will play me this time. Imagine Harper is standing right next to me. She's so cute. Allison, you will play the TSA lady. Mac, you are Bob. Bag check. Is this your bag, sir? Uh, yep. What's this? Oh, okay, so in my bag, I had a toy that we got at the Charleston Aquarium, which I didn't really think about at all, but... Uh, but is one of, so it's very hard to explain what this toy is. It's, I think it's called a, a water weagle. It is like a, a little plastic thing filled with like jellish liquid and it's covered in pictures of fish and it's like very slippery and like if you push one end, the other end bulges out. And it was like Harper, yeah, yeah, you get it. Uh, but it was Harper's favorite toy the whole time we were there. She played with it in the pool. It was so fun. And I guess it is a liquid. So I, you know, so I said to the TSA lady, I said, ah, it's a toy. It's a toy? It, I, look, it's still in the Charleston Aquarium bag. Mm, Bob, can you come over and look at this? Can we let this through? Nope. More than three ounces. And then Bob threw it away. <laughs> Bob threw it in the garbage. And my fail is that I didn't do anything. I didn't argue. I didn't push back. I didn't say, Harper, this is a terrible rule and we accept it silently because otherwise we will be tased. But I didn't even do anything. I didn't say a single word. And so I feel like in the end, I let her down. Like all I taught her was about like a lesson about the capriciousness of institutional power, which, which great. But so it felt like I felt really down after that. I felt like I blew it. I see it as a triumph. It's, this is very opposite our usual dynamic. Tell me why my fail was a triumph, Allison. Because you don't want to raise kids who are going to stand up to TSA ladies. Just like, <laughs> cruise on through. Yeah. Think of the time she'll save in her life not That's arguing right. with the TSA. That's right. You're about right. whether she can bring whatever. Water the wiggle. Plane. The worst part was it was literally the day that the head of the TSA resigned because they couldn't find 67 out of 70 bombs in tests. So I guess my triumph is that I didn't say in line, well, if it was a bomb, you would have found it. Hey, this is Allison back in the New York studio to tell you about our sponsors. Our first sponsor this week is Gemvara. A few years ago, my mother-in-law gave me a truly lovely ring, but it's A, too small for my completely normal-sized fingers, and B, not my taste. Now, instead of letting it sit in my jewelry case till the end of time, I can send it to the custom jewelers at Stone Reset by Gemvara. Whether you have jewelry you want to redesign so that you'll actually wear it or a loose gemstone, Stone Reset can help you transform your old earrings and rings into a piece of jewelry you'll love. Select from a variety of beautiful settings, choose the metal and accent stones you want, and then expert jewelers will handcraft that setting around your gemstone. It's fun, creative, and easy. Uh, And to get a sense of what you can do, I highly recommend checking out the before and after pics on the website. And you, Mom and Dad Are Fighting listeners, can get 15% off the Stone Reset of your choosing. Just go to stonereset.com slash momanddad for our special listener deal of 15% off. Fill out the form to get a prepaid insured kit and click request package. Remember, that's stonereset.com slash momanddad. Okay, here we go. Back to the show. All right, let's move on to our first segment. One topic that comes up all the time in our podcast is balancing life and work. On many days, Mac McCon has an office job not unlike ours, albeit a little more glamorous. He is the co-founder of Merge Records, the beloved and successful indie record label based right here in Durham. But Mac's also a musician with Superchunk with Portostatic and now with a great solo record out this spring. 
We asked him to come onto the show today to talk to us about being a rock and roll dad, about how he mixes late nights and tours with raising kids, and about living a creative life under the same kinds of pressures that every parent faces. So, Mac, are you ready? I think so. Okay. Uh, my first question for you, Mac, is how do you think your kids would describe what you do for a living? I think that they would say that I play in a band and put out records by other bands. It's not inaccurate. I think, it's, I think they would be pretty accurate about that. Mm -hmm. Just going on tour as they've gotten older, does it become harder or is it actually like you need a break and it's time to go? <laughs> Always need a break. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think it's gotten harder just because when kids are really little, you don't know whether they know you're really there or not some, sometimes. Yeah. And you can't have conversations with them. It's like, why aren't you going to be at my thing tomorrow? You know, like you've, you've, you have more of a, a back and forth, you know, conversational relationship with them about every day what's happening in their lives. And so you, it's much more, uh, you're much more conscious of what you're missing when you're not there. Yeah. But at the same time, as they get older, I feel like they are, if you're having, for instance, a conversation on the phone and you're in, um, you know, Birmingham, Alabama or something, and they're like, where are you? And then you can talk about where you are and what you're doing and why you're there and what, what's Birmingham like, you know, and, and you can, I feel like you can at least know what you're doing and why you're not there, um, as opposed to just feeling like, there's an absent father. Does that have an... I mean, do, they, do you get the sense that they value what you do? Do, they, do, you, do you think they view you as cooler than, like, the accountant dads? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I'm still their dad, you yeah. know what I mean? So. You'll never actually be cool. Right. Right, yeah, fair enough. Um, what kind of relationship do your bandmates have with your kids? I have, like, these visions of them having fun hangout time with Uncle Worcester. <laughs> I would say Uncle Jim Wilbur is one of the better uncles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, sure. So they see, um, you know, other members of my bands, whether it's Superchunk or the, the, this band, The Flesh Wounds, that I've been playing with on this solo tour. They come in for practice, and before we go downstairs into the basement where we practice, um, they say hi, you know, sometimes... Or you practice in your house? We practice in the okay, house. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of... There's some passing through and, and conversations that happen and some hanging out that happens. But I think our kids learned early on that one of the least fun times is sound check. So they're not <laughs> normally just like hanging out at the, at the club when, when the band is hanging out at the club, which is mostly during the, the boring sound check times. Right. Do you care if they like your music? Yeah, I care. It, it is it is very gratifying if they point out a song that they like or a, a lyric that they remember or they sing you know they'll sometimes sing a song like a super chunk song or something absentmindedly and uh, and it's it's awesome yeah uh, so I, I think the musicians in general are famous for leading complicated lives are there times when the chaos that can sometimes surround a creative life felt like it impinged on your family in some way that it that felt uncomfortable or difficult for you, or you managed to keep that separate? I guess I never feel like it's terribly chaotic just because, I mean, a record label is not a, a particularly chaotic situation, right. you know. Um, and as far as the band goes, since we've had kids, we haven't been traveling all that much, and, and we haven't been touring all that much. So um, it's, it's definitely, it definitely feels hard when it's time to go away or when you look at a calendar and you see, like, oh, I'm going to be gone, like, these days and these days and these days and that kind of thing. Um, so it's not so much chaotic as just because it's all pretty scheduled out, you know, like, well in advance, but it does feel like it's a lot to prepare for being gone and then when you come back, catching up. You know. Do you feel like you miss stuff? Like you get home and they seem older? Definitely. They definitely seem older, even if it's just like a week or something like yeah. that. Have you ever brought them on tour? Is that a thing you would ever consider doing? Do you guys want to go on tour with him ever? They want to go on tour with you. We, I, I, I've, I've tried to take advantage of the fact that I have to travel mm -hmm. for my job to bring them some cool places. I mean, again, like most of touring is not fun. 
So it's not like a great thing to try to combine a vacation with a tour necessarily. But um, when we went to uh, the last time we went to Japan, the kids came along and then we hung out for another week after that and got to, to be in Tokyo for a week with the kids, which was really awesome. That's pretty sweet. And along the same lines, uh, last time I played a show in Charlotte. Um, that is along the same lines. It's, very, it's a similar vibe. Yeah. Um, my daughter, Una, came with me and was my guitar tech for a solo show oh, I did in oh. Charlotte. So uh, there's been some integration of family into touring. But like I said, for the most part, touring is not fun. Yeah. Do you have any sense? I mean, I guess I should ask them. Are they embarrassed of you when you're on stage? Are you embarrassed right now? <laughs> you, you're doing all right. I embarrass them in so many other ways. They don't need to be embarrassed of me on stage. <laughs> I like. Rem- I have very like important memories of my mom being on stage. Not. I mean, she wasn't talented. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom. But I'm just wanting she to. She listens to every show. Elsa. <laughs> she writes in every yeah. single time. <laughs> I love you, mom. But no, and just feeling like you know, I wanted to. You were crawl mortified. Out of the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I. Um, I, I feel like I read in an interview that the Superchunk song, um, My Gap Feels Weird, took its title from something that your son said when he lost a tooth. Is that right? Uh, that was something that, that our daughter said when she saying? was missing a tooth and mm-hmm. she just, on the way to school, she's sitting in the back seat, and she just said, My Gap Feels Weird, and I had to say, What do you, I don't know what you're talking about. And then <laughs> she explained what she was talking about, and it, just, it was just such an interesting, funny phrase, you know, and then, yeah, it became a song. Right, but the song clearly doesn't seem like it's particularly about parenting or about her. Do you have, you, do you have a song that you have written that is clearly bent, that you really feel like is about them or about the experience of parenting? I guess more, more of the question is, do you feel that parenting itself has been fruitful creatively to you, or do you think it's something that has stood in the way of being creative or has just been something that isn't part of your creative life necessarily? I don't, I don't think it stood in the way. And I mean, fruitful, I don't know what you're trying to say, Dan, but fruitful implies that I, had, I was barren. <laughs> there was like a period. Artistically, there was like a dry spell. And then finally, I was like, well, we, we got to have kids. Yeah. I need material. Yeah. Um, no, I think that it works its way in for sure. But I think more and and on the on non-believers, the new record. I think this was this is definitely present in the sense of not so much this song is about having kids as when you have kids, you see either you see yourself in like what they're going through, or you remember it makes it it reminds you of being a kid, and then you think like, oh my gosh, like they're about to have this experience, like they're about to go through this, or. You know, so it's kind of like it's like a time traveling thing that happens that uh, I think definitely is in the it's on the new record. So you're gonna sing a song for us from the new record. Yes. Which song is this? Uh, I'm gonna sing a song called uh, "Come Upstairs," which is on the new record. And in some ways, it's a lot of the new record is set in in the past. But this is the this is the one song. And it's the last one on the record that's set in the present. And it is kind of about feeling like you know I'm down in the basement making a record and then. Everyone else is upstairs saying, like, come, come join the world, you know. Um, so, yeah, so it's called Come Upstairs. I'm just going to tune here really quick. While you play, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be moving awkwardly over to the side. Like. I'll try not to look over. Come upstairs, come upstairs There's castles collapsing Don't you want to see it go down? Oh yes I do Not want to miss The destruction that's happening And I could use a spell from this sound Top stair. Ooh, my one. Ooh, take me to some fresh air. Yeah, 
frankly take me anywhere Cause I'm living in the dark And you could be the sun Well come upstairs, come upstairs Galaxies are exploding Don't you want to hear them go boom? Oh yes I do not want to miss The world you are decoding So come and pull me out of this room On the top stair Thanks, everybody. Okay, let's pause for a word from our second sponsor this week, Little Passports. Keep your kids busy this summer with Little Passports, the award-winning subscription for kids. Pen pal Sam and Sophia will send your child a monthly package in the mail, each highlighting a new global destination like Kenya or Spain. Follow the journey on the wall-sized world map and enjoy learning through letters, souvenirs, stickers, activities, and more. Little Passports is a great gift to get your kids, but actually it's also a great thing to tell the grandparents or aunts and uncles who desperately want to get your children cool presents, despite your plea for them to just send a check. So spread the word. Also, mom and dad or fighting listeners can save 40% on their first month today with the promo code MOMANDDAD40. That's M-O-M-A-N-D-D-A-D-4-0. Learn more at littlepassports.com slash momanddad. Okay, back to the show. Let's move on to our audience Q&A. Okay, each week we take a listener call and try to answer it. If you have a parenting question for us, just leave us a message at 424-255-7833. That's 424-255-RUDE. This week, however, we are not going to do a listener call. Instead, we're going to take audience questions. Questions about parenting from this great crowd at MotorCo. Woo! So we have people lined up at the mic. First question. Hello. Hi. Tell us your name and like what your deal is. <laughs> All right. Hopefully. Okay. I'll be the guinea pig. Annalise, mom of three from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, for me, one of the hardest things about parenting, no offense to anyone here, is dealing with other parents. <laughs> so, None taken. <laughs> was wondering if you guys had any triumphs or fails to share with the rest of us that might guide us in this area. Uh, we can't talk about any other parents. <laughs> so we had a conversation before the show about how other parents are the worst thing about parenting. Uh, well, also, also other people's kids are the worst. Um, that is a really great question, Annalise. Thank you. Um, I would say that doing this show has really taught me is that everyone, I think every parent has the exact same fears as me. Everyone thinks that they are doing it wrong. Everyone thinks that they are fucking up their children. Everyone is, is deeply concerned about this. And so I think doing the show has taught me a little bit, at least, I hope, about being a little more patient and forgiving of other parents who are clearly morons. Uh, <laughs> but not but like trying to understand where they're coming from and trying to realize that they are doing the best that they can. They are not intentionally being jerks to me. 
And also, they think we're morons. Oh, yeah, that's true. You have to close your eyes and imagine that you're not yourself. Like, you're one of the parents that people don't like. (laughs) (laughs) That's really, really true, yes. Uh, Okay, that's a great question, Annalise. Thank you. Next. Hey, Dan and Allison. My name is Mara. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I have sort of a related question. It's about parenting with siblings. I have a two-year-old, and I think he's very lucky to have a cousin that's very close in age to him. But my sister and I have very different parenting approaches, and this becomes challenging, especially around family vacations and spending time with extended family. So I'm just wondering if you have any experience with this and any advice. What are the different philosophies? Oh, you know, just different. So things like TV, food, um, right, discipline. Right, which side are you on? <laughs> right, I, just, I, just, you I need love, to know. You the love TV here. and food. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, is that true? I, I won't. <laughs> I won't say more. <laughs> My feeling about vacationing with siblings who have children is like everyone should do the, like everyone should be the worst parent. So like if you're on vacation, like everyone should let their kids watch as much TV as possible, TV as possible, or eat as much crap as possible, and then that just like has an even playing field. Uh, you know, in terms of like the negotiation with your sister, I think you do what's what you let your kids do and you don't feel pressured from her when she, you know, wants to give them carrots. No carrot. <laughs> yeah. I just like that you said your name and that it's about your sister, but then you wouldn't say more. <laughs> uh, no, I do think it's a real challenge. I mean, we, uh, we have wonderful... I have wonderful in-laws and a wonderful brother, so my in-laws are, in fact, here at the show right now. Um... <laughs> And I would say our parenting philosophies are not that different, but there are definitely ways in which they conflict. And we just, like, do our best to not openly judge them to their faces. Right, it's when you get in bed at night when right. you're, like, sharing one of those houses and then you right. get in bed at night and That's like, when everything comes out. Up. <laughs> Can you believe what Allison's sister did? Uh, next. Hi, Dan and Allison. I'm Sarah from Chapel Hill, mother to Sophia, three and a half. Um, I wrote down my question because I tend to ramble. Good. Um, So we are moving to another state. So Allison, I'm particularly interested in your um, thoughts on this. Dan, if you want to weigh in, you know, you're more than welcome to. Um, But I'm concerned about the effects on our daughter, who's three and a half. She's an incredibly extroverted child and constantly auditioning for mayor of daycare. Um, I'm most concerned that this move will change her personality. And I'm wondering what can my partner and I do to help her in this transition? I (laughs) am wondering the same thing. No, I mean, a move isn't gonna change your daughter's personality. I am also struggling with the move and what that's gonna be like for my kids and trying to understand that people move all the time and you know, the kids are, the, are more resilient and we're the ones that are gonna have trouble. Um, but I think you know, you're gonna find a preschool for your daughter to go to and you're going to make sure it's like you know, the right place for her with a teacher who understands her personality and I don't think she's gonna wither there. But I don't have like, you know, do you guys have actual, like, specific advice other than don't worry about no, it? No, don't worry. Like, for, of all the things to worry about, that is not the... Your kid will be the mayor of a new daycare. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, if you're... Yeah. Actually, if your kid was really shy, that would be... I think that would be harder. But if she's social and extroverted, she's going to be fine. Yeah, she's going to be totally fine. Don't sweat it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, we should answer that for everything. <laughs> Hi there. I'm April Henry, and I'm from Durham. And I have two children. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old boy named Felix and a 17-month-old named Archer. This question, I think, would be most appropriate for you, Allison, as a mother of three boys. Okay. Um, so my issue, I have two issues, which are my older boy, who is generally a very sensitive boy, who is very loving and caring, is really into beating up his younger brother. Um, and I'm my, sorry, say that again. He's really into beating up his younger brother, okay. which has been a bit of a shock for my husband and I. But my husband and I have very different approaches to how we deal with it. In the beginning, I was very loving and caring, and now I'm basically losing my shit. Um, and my husband is Mr. Oh, Felix, don't do that. And I'm always constantly going, you can't do that. And he'll do things like a hip check. And then he'll walk away like nothing happened and then I'm like I saw that that was on purpose he's like it was an accident and then my husband usually goes for the 
oh, it was an accident. And I'm usually the one that's, no, it wasn't, and flying off the handle. So I'm not really sure how to negotiate this, both with my child and my husband. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say your husband was like, welcome to the Thunderdome. Just yeah. let them. Yeah. I mean, we have a, we, our kids fight constantly. They wrestle, they hit all the time. Uh, we punish them for that. And like accident, I don't care, accident on purpose. They don't know the difference. Like the, I, I, mean, I mean, sometimes they do. There have been a couple of times when we punish them where like afterwards I think actually maybe it really was an accident. I feel kind of bad. But generally, it's on purpose. Uh, so we separate them. We, you know, take things away from them or give them timeouts. Uh, in terms of like being on the same page, that's harder. I mean. Is your husband here right now? No, and he doesn't listen to this. Okay. That, oh, well, that's it. Then that's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just needs to listen to the podcast. You need to tell your husband to fucking get with the program. Like, this is... I mean, I'm sorry. I know this seems very convenient, but, like, if it clearly is important to you and you clearly want this to stop and he's just like, ooh, you got to tell him to stop it. Like, be on your side, Right. Right? I mean, is this crazy? Am I crazy? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, I'm sure you don't think so. <laughs> okay, yes. You're, okay. Tell your husband to listen to the show and tell him I'm some kind of expert. Okay. <laughs> Our final question. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm from Durham. I'm a mom of Penelope and Edmund, and they rock my world. But I also have this amazing job that has me traveling around the world. I've got Peru and Senegal coming up in the foreseeable future. Great. You sound like you're having a much better life than me. Thank you. <laughs> But here's the thing, I procrastinate a lot of things like wills, guardianship, that kind of thing. And that's a big open box that we haven't really dived into yet, and neither of our siblings are really perfect for the job. Um, So what I would like to hear... You like started with like sort of a normal question that then like turned into like a heavy and complicated question. But so I'm just like, so how have you thought about it if you have and um, how have you identified people who you would line up for those kind of bummer of decisions Mac (laughs) (laughs) the the siblings are ruled out right is that what you're saying done with them and uh, I mean I guess you're moving on to close friends at that point right hopefully you must have a short list in your mind And you just haven't approached them yet? Well, and also thinking, like, what are all the things you have to put into place? It's a bigger deal of procrastinating even then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so... But but I think that, like, the actual legal things to put into place comes way after just deciding who you're going to talk to first, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you need to make the decision. You need to choose someone, and the other people don't need to know that you didn't choose them. They'll find out if you die in Senegal. And they can be mad at you then. Yeah. Uh, but it is, we, I agree that it's a really charged issue, but it is one that you have to do. You have to do it. Like, go home tonight and start doing it, please. Okay. Promise? I promise. Okay, thank you. Thank you all for your questions. I'm sorry we don't have time for yours. Uh, but those are great questions. Thank you so much. Okay, we have a new advertiser on the show this week. It's Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Who likes going to the mattress store? No one. That's who. I definitely do not like going to the mattress store. Well, Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings on to you. A Casper mattress provides resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort. Casper's mattress is one of a kind, a new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam, and it's made in America, good old U.S. of A., Also, buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. This is actually my favorite part about this. Casper offers free delivery and returns within a 100-day period, so you can actually test out the mattress when you are, say, trying to go to sleep, something I have a lot of trouble doing these days, uh, as opposed to hopping on a mattress for two minutes at a showroom. As for the price, also very important, mattresses can often cost well over $1,500, which is crazy. But Casper mattresses cost between $500 for a twin-sized and $950 for a king-sized mattress. And you, loyal listeners, can get a discount. Get $50 toward any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash momanddad and using the promo code momanddad. That's casper.com slash momanddad, promo code momanddad. Okay, back to the show. 
Okay, on to our next segment. Though we are recording the show on a lovely Sunday night in early June, when it finally airs, what do, is airs what we say with podcasts? Releases? Downloads? Drops. drops. When it drops. <laughs> uh, it will be the Thursday before Father's Day. So we're doing our Father's Day segment now. Here's how this is going to work. I have a list of probing dad-themed questions for Mac and Dan. They will answer them, and then you will cheer for the best answer. <laughs> okay. I feel like we should, should we trade? So I'm like looking at both of you or this No, is no, fine. it's better if we're okay. far separated from each other yeah. in this battle. <laughs> okay. Whoever I'm looking at answers first. Ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mac, if your wife made enough money or you were independently wealthy, would you want to be a stay-at-home dad? No. No. Best co- pop culture dad from the past 10 years, Homer Simpson, Tony Soprano, Louie, or other? Other. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the choices? Yeah. Other. Well, who's the other? I don't know. Bob. You didn't ask that. Bob from Bob's Burgers. Fuck. That was a better answer than mine. (laughs) Okay, Mac. Charcoal, gas, or please don't box me into your grilling gender stereotypes. Charcoal. Gas. Charcoal takes forever, and then what are you going to do? You get taste something beyond (laughs) gas. Yeah, and you grill once a year because you forgot to buy charcoal. This is so dad. Okay. Uh, All right, this is a bit of a longer one. Okay, you guys both became fathers in the age of co-parenting, with dads expected to be just as involved in their children's lives as moms are. Yes. Had you been born at another time, this is how your life would have been. You would have woken up to breakfast on the table, kissed your kids on their heads before heading off to work, Gone to work, then come home at night to sit in your recliner with a cocktail. Maybe you would have been in charge of bath time, but that's probably it. So the question is, born at the right time, or fuck, it would have been better back then? <laughs> uh, I, I like to imagine that I would have found that dissatisfying, but I am an extremely lazy person, so I bet I, bet I would have been totally fine with it. I think, I'm, I, think I was born at the right time. audience cheering part this whole time I said I was going to do audience. Let's leave the audience cheering All right, sorry, guys. <laughs> You're cut out of this. Okay, this is a slightly harder one. Uh, I'll go to Mac first. It seems like he'll have a better answer. <laughs> uh, best song written about fatherhood. Dan, what do you got? Uh, Top of the Stairs by Mac McCon. <laughs> Well, you got to compliment me and win at the same time. No, you'll still time. probably fucking win. Say whatever amazing song you're going to say. Oh, my God. I, I, don't, I don't know. I've never thought about that before. I mean, Cats in the Cradle is one of the worst songs that you could hear on, on Agreed. The, I'll accept know? that. Agreed. I'll accept yeah, the, the opposite. Okay, this is a fill-in-the-blank question. Mac, uh, when your wife was in labor, the strongest emotion you felt was... What is it called when you're about to faint and you're like, it's like not really nausea, but it's just, you're, the blood is draining out of your... Shock? Yeah. F- like physical shock? Like, yeah. Yeah, neurological shock? Yeah. yeah. Dan? Uh, joy. <laughs> uh, I think, I would say it was actually like excitement. Like I was very excited about like, get that baby out, I want to see the baby. Was the, that was that helpful? <laughs> and the second time? The second time there was no time. The baby was just like, oh. And the second time? So, I I agree. First time I was excited for like the first few hours. <laughs> then it was worrying, and yeah. then it was the blood draining. And yeah, the, yeah. And then the second time was also very fast, and not yeah. not time to have any other. Emotions yeah, other than like, my emotion was I'm glad we got to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, Dan, what's the best parenting advice you've gotten from your own dad? From my own dad? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say it's not advice that he gave me directly, but it is advice advice that he gave me by example through a sort of dramatic late life shift he made, which is to tell people that you love them all the goddamn time. Best example, is that what you said? Best, Best advice. advice. Best advice. From your dad. Always pay for the warranty. 
That's also really good advice. Yeah. yeah. I don't always follow it, but it's, yeah. I think it's like an overarching. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and finally, Mac, what's the one question you dread being asked by your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, guys. <laughs> Oh Someone gosh. was like, you can't tell them. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's really hard. Have you thought about this already? I did, did not you know, know, the, you I did know, not know, know these, these questions, questions ahead of time. No. I'm thinking, okay, I would say that one question that I do definitely, like this is a real uh, thanks for the big downer ending to the segment. Uh, but I do definitely dread like them asking like, well, well, like what happens when our grandparents are gone? Like that is something that really concerns me and that I'm not sure how we're going to face or deal with. They are very lucky in that they have all four of their grandparents alive and pretty healthy and happy. But that that is a conversation that I know is coming. And like in the short, so in the short term, we have the, our dog's going to die like any day. So that will be hard. And then in the much longer term, we have these people who are important to us. And I really, I dread that a lot. I'm not into that. Sorry, I didn't have a funny answer to your question, (laughs) Allison. Yeah, I can't really give my answer after that. So you're saying I I win? You win that one. All right, good job. Uh, Okay, so typically at this point in the show, we do recommendations. Um, We thought this time we'd switch it up a little bit. We want your help today, our amazing audience here at MotorCo. We have have a, a great musician here on stage who's also a parent. So we are going to assemble the ultimate playlist of songs that children love and their parents fucking hate. So, we'll start with us up here, and we want you guys to think about it. And when we come to you, we're going to ask you guys to raise your hands and throw out suggestions. But I'm going to start with you, Allison. Let's hear your song that your children love and you hate. Okay, I, I mean, I kind of like the song, but... <laughs> It's a terrible song, and the thing that I hate the most about it is, is every time my kids listen to it, Harry makes me pretend to be on the phone, and I have to go, hello? And he goes, and it goes on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to do this, like, several times a day. <laughs> Dan, what's yours? Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> let's go. Party Rock is in the house tonight. That almost sounds like it. Are you sure it's not a slightly different track, Joel? Let's go. Party rock is in the house tonight. Everybody just have a good time. So it's the kids' bop version <laughs> of Party Rock Anthem by LFMAO. I don't even understand how we own this song or how it ended up on my iPod. <laughs> But we have it, and it is so horrible. And there was a period in, like, 2013 where we played that in the car on the way to school every single day. Just every day, we played it until we got to school. Uh, And I survived, and I'm a stronger person because of it. (laughs) Mac, let's hear yours. I try not to speak ill of other artists. Yeah. <laughs> but this, uh, this song, I think it's called Centuries by Fall Out Boy. It just, it just gets worse every time you hear it. It has like multiple different parts you were saying in each one. It just ramps up the terribleness yeah. as it goes along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so those are great. Those are all great examples. So let's hear from you guys. Yes, right over here. So um, just speak loudly so our audience mics catch and you. And describe it a little bit. I don't think you need a description. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> a classic, a classic parent-hated song. So, so, you, so do your kid, how many kids do you have? Two. Two, and is this, do they just sing it all the time? Do they? Request it, demand it. Mm-hmm. Still, it's like two years later, isn't it? Steve, Steve Malcolmus once said to me, it's not even the best song in the movie. <laughs> right. Well, that's, it's summer, right? In summer, the Olaf the Snowman song. I can't go that deep with you. All right, cue it up, Joel. Let's hear it. <laughs> don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't... Was everyone else going to say this? <laughs> 
All right, yes, we have a person way in the back. All about that face? Yes! <laughs> so, terrible and also politically awful. Also, her new song, Dear Future Husband, which has a joke that is about, that, where she's about to rhyme giving head, and then, but she doesn't. But my kid has still figured out that there's a joke there. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm Whose idea was it to play the song, is Joel? Bass, no <laughs> okay, right there. All right, so um, my son is nine now, but mm-hmm. he was five. He was really into Monster Trucks, and he was given the gift of a CD of Monster Truck songs. <laughs> By who? Yeah. Who gave him that gift? <laughs> Some cover of Danger Zone. Joel might not be able to find that one. The monster truck version of Danger Zone. (laughs) Congratulations, you stumped Joel. Okay, we're going to compile these. We're going to put them on our show page so you can give them to other parents that you don't really like. And that's our show. Please email us at momanddadatsleet.com with your thoughts about today's show, parenting tips, and suggestions for future topics. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, and please call us with your questions at 424-255-7833. Thanks so much to our producer, Joel Meyer, who is also the managing producer of All Slate Podcasts. Thanks to our intern, Jesse Chasen-Tabor, and executive producer, Andy Bowers. Thanks to Scotty Sandwich and everyone at MotorCo in Durham. To Christina Rents at Merge Records. And of course, to Mac McCon. Mom and Dad are Fighting as part of the Panoply Network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply. Thanks to this awesome, awesome audience for our first live show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Allison. And thank you all for listening. Hello, Panoply podcast listeners. I'm Sarah Ginsberg. And I'm Elaine Sheldon. And we're the hosts of Panoply's new show, She Does. Audio documentaries that are part biography, part conversation, and all about women in media. Every other week, we ask women writers, filmmakers, directors, photographers, and technologists what makes them tick, their process, their motivations. We dig back into their past to have an open and intimate conversation. We started this show back in January and have since featured a pretty unbelievable cast of women, including Deborah Granick, the Academy Award-nominated director of Winter's Bone, and Anna Sale, the voice of WNYC's popular show, Death, Sex, and Money. Type She Does into iTunes and get into these stories. We have over a dozen episodes just waiting to be heard. But warning, She Does has been known to cause binge listening. Find us online at shedoespodcast.com and on Twitter at shedoespodcast.